Hi everyone, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Life Coaching, and I want to thank you uh, for joining us once again. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about emotional dysregulation and the overactive amyg- overreactive amygdala. And the amygdala is the emotional brain. The emotional brain is uh, something that is designed to help us navigate our emotions. And when we are traumatized, when there is chaos, when there's inability to soothe, uh, in the case of abuse or childhood wound, uh, extremely intense, painful emotions, there's going to be an amygdala which is going to hijack the ability to, of the individual suffering uh, to, to think, to think straight, to think calmly, to make healthy, decisive decisions. So the amygdala is actually one of the first things that uh, reacts when there's trauma, the emotional brain, right? So it's the immediate response to uh, painful stimuli. And when this happens uh, and we immediately want to want to do something, want to react, it's the fight, flight, freeze reaction that occurs here. And when there's trauma, we're going to automatically want to uh, stop feeling the pain, right? So we immediately feel like we need to do something in the moment to um, to to avoid this pain. Um, in in childhood specifically, uh, when there's flooding, when there's extreme pain, when there's whatever you name it, any form of infliction on the on the on the individual, then the 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 child will uh, encode this as an extreme threat to safety. Uh, and in that process, we'll look around for safety, look for protection. Uh, and when they cannot find that, they will ultimately uh, go within and kind of shut down, or they will create shell, a shell, a protective personality shell, uh, disassociate. Uh, the reactive state that they will go in will uh, will be in order to literally keep them safe. Uh, ultimately, because the environment, the pain that they're experiencing, uh, is too is too uh, difficult to cope with. Uh, but mainly the protectiveness, the protective reaction, or I should say the protective defense mechanism that gets created eventually uh, is really to keep the individual safe from their own emotions because the emotions that are coming up uh, when the amygdala is, 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 um, is, is injured will, um, will ultimately be too much to handle. Uh, so the pain needs to be defended against. So the individual uh, suffering creates a defense, a protective mechanism uh, against the amygdala, really to protect... Uh, a wall against the emotions. Uh, this process that happens so quickly when there is any form of childhood, childhood abuse um, effectively cuts a person off from their emotions. Now, in, originally it's done to protect the child because an overactive amygdala uh, is firing off all these very painful stimuli and, and uh, rea- the reactive state is just too painful to just exist in and be at peace with. So the um, the defense mechanism really gets created here uh, in this in this juncture where the child creates protective mechanisms against themselves against their own emotions. Uh, they almost they build a wall. They build either by shutting down, disassociating, uh, lashing out, uh, by um, uh, but ultimately stuff by even stuffing down feelings, rejecting feelings, projecting them onto other people. Uh, we, the, 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 the painful emotions from this, uh, from, from the abuse really, uh, forces the child to, to protect these feelings. Now, in your daily life, when we get triggered, uh, we, it, what's happening, especially if there's wounding, is, is that these, these stuffed down feelings that have been protected against are actually getting, uh, tripped up. They're getting activated. They're getting touched upon. So, when we, when, when, uh, 
when you're, let's say, walking down the block, somebody looks at you the wrong way, all of a sudden your, your, your feeling inside of you starts getting tripped up. Maybe, maybe you were humiliated. So this person looks at you in a humiliating way and trips up your old, these emotions. These emotions get triggered, right? And then they start to uh, activate and almost feel like they need to come out. Uh, because ultimately emotions are energy in motion, they're energy. So in order for energy, energy cannot be created nor lost. I believe it's Einstein who said that. Energy is continuously flowing. So if we're trying to protect ourselves against emotions, which keep flowing, well, they keep flowing and there's nowhere to release. It ultimately becomes this big big old bucket of stuffed down emotions until, until something or somebody comes along and touches that bucket of emotions that have been squeezed in. And ultimately, it's, it, it, it's, it, it, we, what we have is an emotional reaction, extreme overreaction to painful stimuli in the moment from trauma that has happened in the past. So this really is the, the, the inner dynamics of the way the, 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 the mind uh, starts to kind of get compromised um, and, and sort of essentially hijacked by this emotional brain. Now, what happens is, is that by the time the emotions calm down, the, the individual, the child, and then even adolescent and eventually adult, will have already come up with a storyline, uh, which is the, the, the prefrontal cortex, the cognitive brain, uh, where they will start to uh, believe that they have the answers to what happened and how it happened and why it happened. Uh, children oftentimes will blame themselves. They'll find a reason why they are at fault for what happened. This is what they do. Alice Miller says in her book, uh, Drama of the Gifted Child, uh, that a child would much rather blame themselves than, than, than hold parents or abusers accountable. So the child has created already a very a timeline as to why what happened happened. And it's because I didn't do this or I was not a good boy or girl. I didn't behave myself. So when this emotional brain goes crazy, the child will try to soothe and feel safe by creating a story, a, a, a really a timeline of, of the pain, which is it's obviously inaccurate. It's false. It's, it's made up. It's, it's created by the mind in order to, again, to get that safety. So uh, the emotional brain that hijacks the individual's brain, the, the, the individual's ability to think and cognitive brain and, and, and the prefrontal and the decision-making brain uh, starts to kind of become the driver. The emotional brain becomes the driver. The, 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 the you know, a person's whole existence really starts to operate out of the emotional brain. Uh, that's a terrible idea. That's a, I mean, a recipe for, for, a, for a disaster because if we're being run by our emotions, you know, emotions by definition are unpredictable. Uh, they're not consistent and they're not even necessarily accurate uh, because if we have wounds and those wounds are activated today, um, well, guess what? Somebody who comes along and trips up that wound is not necessarily the, the actual wounder. They might be the re-wounder or the reactivator of the or activator of that original wound. We may react to them as if they are the cause, and ultimately they're not. Uh, so the emotional brain is a terrible boss, excellent leader. Emotions are great. They they help guide us through life. We don't just we don't get through life without emotions. Um, the idea is is that when our emotions are lined up with our with, with, with our wounds, which means our wounds, which created these deep, deep, painfully, pain, deeply painful reactions uh, that steal our, our intellect, our, 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 our intelligent brain, our, our cognitive thinking beha- uh, brain, then we're going we're gonna to really start to navigate out of this emotional brain. And ultimately, we're going to be extremely raw and, uh, and extremely reactive. Uh, and ultimately, our decision-making uh, for life is going to be compromised. So we can start to see how the, the, the childhood wounds that get created that are, that happen in childhood that don't, don't, don't get corrected. The thinking that doesn't get corrected ultimately leads to a life of, 
of emotional brain reactivity uh, that you see in narcissism specifically. You know, narcissistic abuse, when we, you know, when we say narcissism, what are we saying? We're saying that somebody has completely given themselves over to their emotional brain. It has become their primary uh, decision maker. Uh, and and you, you will see it in a narcissist, you know, somebody who we call narcissist is narcissistically injured. It means their emotions are absolutely in control. Their mind works for their emotions. So everything is designed to to uh, to get these emotions soothed. So, you know, let's talk about narcissistic rage for a second. If a narcissist is raging out, right? So in order to, the, the emotions are obviously running the show. They're not in control. Uh, they might look, they might be controlling, but ultimately the controlling behavior is to control the feeling from taking over their own lives. And ultimately methods such as controlling others are used to feel more in control of their, themselves. But a narcissist is not in control. They're absolutely ruled by the emotional brain. Much like a child, a narcissist is much like a child in their emotional intelligence and their ability to relate in the emotional way. So when we start to see things from this perspective, then we can understand that the emotional brain is, is, is running the show here. Uh, and and, and uh, the, the narcissistic abuse specifically is, the, is that the narcissist is using terrible, terrible methods and controlling and abusive methods. But really what they're trying to do is they're trying to soothe that pain, that inner emotional brain. And, and one of the dysfunctional and toxic and abusive ways they do that is by controlling other people, humiliating other people. Because by giving the emotion that they have within themselves to somebody else, it acts as a soothing agent. It kind of calms that emotional brain. Uh, so that the narcissist is, is, is using these methods for a purpose. It's all for a purpose. It's to soothe inner pain and calm that emotionally reactive amygdala and ultimately take control of life. But, but this is simply obviously not the healthy way to do it. Uh, it's much more functional and healthy to work through your emotions, feel your feelings, realize they are feelings, flush out the negative emotions associated with the wound, get some more, and heal yourself and heal the wounds. So I'm not going to get into the full mechanisms of healing. Well, certainly another uh, podcast that we'll do how to heal and work through these emotional wounds. Uh, but the first step is to understand that when you're wounded and you have an overreactive emotional brain, the amygdala, you're not going to be able to cognitively uh, process life in a, in a healthy way. And ultimately our decision-making will be affected which will lead to more and more chaos in your life. So hope you enjoy this, this podcast and, and please uh, do reach out if you need help working through your childhood abuse, childhood trauma, childhood wounds and help you kind of navigate the emotional terrain that has left you in chaos in many ways. Um, if, you have, if you are struggling from, from narcissistic abuse or any form of childhood abuse. Um, so thank you again for watching, for listening and uh, please share, like and share if you, if you found this beneficial and uh, all the best.